everyone. Welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And on this podcast, I like to talk to cool people doing cool things. And I'm here today with Lindsay Christensen, and they call her the Elderberry Queen. Lindsay, that's like a high title. That is. How did you how did you get called or started to be called the Elderberry Queen? And will you explain to people? Because I think a lot of people don't know what elderberries are or how you use them. Sure. So it all began back in 2014. I had five kids. I was a stay-at-home mom, and my kids were always, always sick. Yeah. I was basically tired and desperate for relief. Uh, I, I was constantly breaking, you know, appointments to, to, for play dates and whatnot because my kids were sick. So I looked into ways to naturally support their immune systems. And my cousin had actually told me about elderberry syrup. I had never heard of it. And I looked it up. I did some research and I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to give this a try. And it came in really tiny little bottles. And for my large family, It just was too small and it was pretty expensive. So I found a recipe online and I started making it. And my kids literally stopped getting sick. And I thought it was a fluke. And so for probably the first maybe six months or so, I'm like, okay, maybe their immune systems had finally caught up. Maybe they just, you know, but then I realized after a while, like this is because of my elderberry syrup that my kids are not getting sick anymore. Uh, And that's when I started sharing it with friends and family. And it just kind of launched from there. And elderberry, it comes from a tree. Like, where do you find them? Do you grow them or? Well, it's, it's actually a bush. It's an elderberry bush and it's grown everywhere. There's actually, there's some open land across from my, from my house and there's elderberries growing wild uh, which is actually kind of funny because I tried planting some and they all failed. So I'm <laughs> laughing that there's this elderberry bush growing wild and I can't, I couldn't even grow, but no, it does grow. It's, it, you know, it, it, a lot of it is native from Europe as well. Um, and it's been around for a long time. It has a long historical, um, you know, background. Hippocrates called the elder bush his uh, medicine chest and he's known as the father of medicine. So this does date back quite a long time as well. And elderberries are clinically proven to shorten duration of colds and flu. So there are scientific studies on actual elderberries. So they do, they, you know, they are, you know, scientifically proven to help for sure. So do you buy them in bulk or are they farmed somewhere here in Minnesota? So when I was originally um, making it at home, so I had sold over 10,000 bottles out of my home. And that, so that's kind of how I was like, okay, I need to get this out of my house. I, I, you know, I don't have a life anymore. Right. Sure. And so um, at that point I was buying dried elderberries by the pound. And, uh, and so they were coming from originally from Europe and then I was just buying them in bulk. So we we don't currently use dried elderberries because they're no longer produced in my home. I have a maintenance facility in Minneapolis and we buy uh, elderberry juice concentrate. So think of a super, super thick juice that comes from the elderberries. And when you make this, is it just literally the concentrated fruit and in a syrup? And why does this work? Does it suppress your immune system or how does it, what's the magic? For sure. So when you make it at home and, and anybody can make this at home, this is not difficult. It's just a little bit time consuming. 
really all you're doing is you're, you're taking water, you're taking the dried elderberries, you're boiling them to release, release the juices of the elderberries. And then you're going to want to be adding spices. So cinnamon, ginger, cloves, that type of thing. All of those have uh, wonderful medicinal uses like high in antioxidants, anti-inflammatory, uh, heart health, all that type of stuff. And then once you're done boiling that, you're going to strain out, you know, if you're using whole cloves, for example, strain those out, strain out the berries. And, and then you're going to want to add a sweetener, like a honey. It's extremely bitter. It's very, very bitter. Okay. And then, then you have your elderberry syrup. So it's actually really, really easy, but all of the ingredients that are in my elderberry syrup. So originally when I found that original recipe, I found that, it, that a lot of people use cinnamon, ginger, cloves, and honey. So that's what I basically started with. And we've kind of enhanced it a little bit. Now we add aronia berry, which is another name for a choke berry. Uh-huh. And I had found that that had, that was really, really high in antioxidants and it really helped with whole body health. And it had some good studies with uh, having some anti-cancerous properties. So I couldn't not put that in my elderberry syrup. So that's why ours has a little bit different. And then we also added apple cider vinegar. There's lots of benefits with apple cider vinegar. So when you take all of those ingredients together, what it's doing is it's naturally supporting your immune system. It's not um, suppressing it in any way. So imagine you're basically just, your immune system is just ready to go. So no one is going to say you're not going to get sick. Although I hear that from a lot of customers like, oh my gosh, I've been taking your stuff for this amount of time and I don't get sick. And that's awesome. And, but I would never say you're not going to get sick, but is your immune system ready? So if you do come in contact with someone who does have the cold or flu, your immune system's like, all right, I got this, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, you may notice that you'll, you'll feel better sooner, or even if you are already sick, you can use it for acute care as well and get through it quicker. How do you take it? So it's like a juice consistency. So we just put it in like little medicine cups or like little shot glasses. And, and so I always just would have a ritual where I'd, I'd put the little shot glasses on my, my kitchen, you know, kitchen windowsill. And before the kids get on the bus every day, we just line it up. Everybody gets a dose and it's really, really yummy. Most people love it. Most kids do. Some kids, you know, are naturally picky. And so people can put it in like apple juice or yogurt or applesauce or something like that if they want to. So you, would you give this to your kids every day, spring, summer, and fall? So our family only started taking it because we wanted to support immune systems. So we would generally just take it basically like a week or two before the kids would start school. And then we would take it until the kids get got out. I feel like for our family, it was good to take a break and let your immune system have a rest. Um, Although I do have people, even people who have different diseases that are taking my product year round to help them or, you know, some people take it in the summer for, to help with their allergies, for example, because it helps with allergies. So it just really depends on what you're taking it for. Um, it's an ever changing product. So it's not like your body's going to get used to it. Like if you were to take a medication or something, maybe your body would get used to it. Whereas like, you're always getting different variants of honey. You're getting different variants of the elderberry. It's from different bushes, from different regions. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's kind of an ever changing product. So it's not something that, you know, that we feel is bad to take year round if, if that's your, what you decide to do. 
So this is different than just making like a jam or a peanut butter in that you are making a product that has some uh, natural nutraceutical type benefits. So you're in this space of food, but you're also in the space of health. And what is that like in terms of marketing your product? Sure. So this was a lot different than bringing this to market as a food because it is a dietary supplement. So there is a lot more regulation involved that I didn't realize, but because I knew that this was my purpose, I really was able to push through. So I worked really, really hard with Department of Agriculture, Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Uh, And so that was just, it was was definitely a struggle. There's a lot of FDA requirements and a lot of hoops that that I had to jump through. Um, But, and it was really crazy because the lady at the Department of Agriculture said, Lindsay, you're starting a revolution. She said, I had never even really heard of elderberries. And now I have all these people calling and asking about if they can make their own elderberry syrup. But when she tells them about the regulations, they kind of like, oh, you know, uh, it was a lot to get through for sure. But, um, you know, it's been it's been awesome. And, you know, we've been able to get into we're in almost 500 locations now, um, different like chiropractic offices. We're in a lot of natural health and, and um, even grocery stores. And we're, we have our own website. We're doing great with that and Amazon as well. And is the product actually called Elder, Elderberry Queen Syrup? Well, the brand is elderberry queen, but it's called, it's, it's organic elderberry syrup. Okay. All right. Yep. So when you had to forge in a little bit different path here and you can't make obviously health claims yet, you can talk about the benefits of the fruit because those are real benefits and and proven things. Is it hard to, do you sell the product yourself? And is it hard to like go into a grocery store and try to explain this to them? Sure. So, yep, you have to be careful since it is a dietary supplement, not a drug. You do have to have that FDA disclaimer, you know, uh, you know, listed in certain places, you know, not intended to diagnose, treat or cure, prevent any disease, that type of thing. Um, So that's why we say it supports your immune system. And that's a that's a very common um, saying for for many type of different, you know, dietary supplements. Uh, But of course, we can list uh, you know, the different benefits of the individual ingredients, as you said, because they are scientifically studied, you know, for those benefits. And um, there is just a, a natural supplement section in like grocery stores. Uh, so it's and not really in the grocery store, you know, trying to sell them on that. But, you know, we, we do drive traffic from our website to the grocery stores or the different places that we're, that we do have our products selling. And, uh, you know, like chiropractors, for example, they're great with, you know, natural health and that type of thing. And so, you know, if they keep our product on the shelf, then they're very well versed in the benefits. Were you always online or was that a function of COVID? We were, yes, we were definitely always online. Yep. Things didn't really change for us too much for COVID. We did. uh, Our business went up quite a bit, you know, last year because of that. Uh, And, you know, but so, so things didn't really change too much other than it got busy. <laughs> I want to ask you a question that I realize even before I ask, ask it is probably sexist because I don't know if I would ask this of a man, but I am a mom. And I think being a business owner and a mom and all the things that women are is hard. And having five kids, I imagine would be particularly hard. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you with, you know, COVID and kids at home, 
has it been hard for you to carve out time to work on your business? Because I imagine there's a lot of demands on your time. I definitely say would say that if for the beginning few three, three, four years, it was extremely difficult. And I think that as a mother, you have different pulls on your heartstrings because you feel like I should be spending this time with my kids. But also remembering that I'm doing this for my children and for other people's children. And it gives me goosebumps because I know that this is my purpose. This is why I was put here is, is to help other people with their health. Given that, like my husband did come home from his job to work for, for Elderberry Queen in 2019. So I did have him here as a resource. So he was able to take a big load off of my shoulders uh, before COVID happened, thankfully. So we were both home when that happened. And with five children home, I mean, we just kind of both carried that that burden of, of, you know, having the kids home. And I actually homeschooled three kids this year, which I never thought in a million years I would do. Uh, but they just didn't want it to go to school, you know, do the ver- the distance learning and that type of thing. Um, so I, I still am homeschooling uh, in addition to that. But um, yeah, I think as a, as a mother, it's, it's a lot different owning a business and running a business. But uh, I think there's also a lot of benefits for me to be home as well. I mean, I'm home right now. And, and, you know, I have that um, ability to kind of work my, my schedule around, you know, okay, now we're going to do school. Now mom's going to go in the office, I'm going to get some some work done and that type of thing as well. Do you feel like you're kind of working 24 seven. Cause I imagine all day long, you're shoehorning in time to do different business tasks amongst, I mean, homeschooling, my God, I can't even imagine what that would be like. I know. And it was absolutely crazy trying to get things, you know, get work related things done. You know, I'll say like when, when COVID hit, it was an absolute, I mean, it was extremely stressful. I mean, it was so busy. We, we didn't, we couldn't keep up with demand. It was very stressful. It was bittersweet, right? You know, yeah. your business is booming, but people are also buying out of fear, which nobody wants that. And, um, you know, I don't want to personally benefit from that, if that makes sense. Yep. You know, on the other hand, we have all the kids home. They're all boys. So they're, they're cooped up. They're cramped. This is happening in the winter, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of struggles there for sure. Uh, but right, you know, like we're starting to move into, um, you know, March, you know, when it's March, things kind of start to slow down a little bit. And especially if the weather's nice and stuff too. So, I mean, I'm not as busy, you know, as I, as I was before, thankfully. And, and once again, it's just been nice to have uh, my husband able to help me. We do have someone, you know, working in our warehouse. We have a warehouse now. We were shipping everything out of our garage. They right. moved on. And we have an actual warehouse. We have someone there that ships to uh, and goes in every day to the, to the office. So it's just really nice to be able to delegate a lot of tasks. And I do love to um, have people come in with my business and help me with what their talent is. So I have someone helping me with my social media. I've had someone helping with redesigning my website, that type of thing. So it's not like it's all 100% on my shoulders by any means, um, because you do need to learn to give things away. How did you learn that? Because that is a skill that a lot of people learn late, that it's as important what you delegate as what you keep. You know, I feel like everybody has been given a gift and, um, 
you do everything, you, you wear every hat, and, you know, in the beginning, certainly. And then you just kind of, and it's just funny because with this business, it's amazing. I will have people who will step in and say, Hey, Lindsay, do you need help with Amazon? Like your listings? Well, yes, I do. Do you need help <laughs> with designing? Like it would just be, I mean, I, my last designer was a mom that her son went to the same preschool as my son. And she just came up to me and said, Lindsay, I'm a designer. Do you need design work? Abs- yes, I do. And so it was just amazing to me how many, and, and these are all women too, which is so cool. Just come up alongside me at the exact time I need them and offer their service. And, and I'm very open and I will, and, and I just love letting people thrive and do what they're good at because I'm not good at everything and I don't want to do everything. Like, I don't want to do accounting. I don't want to do bookkeeping. Thank you. I will give that away to someone else, you know, same with web design and, and other aspects of the business. You sound like you have a lot of faith just in general and in your product and also just sort of in the universe of that things will work out. I imagine that that has served you pretty well. Absolutely. Um, I do. I do have a lot of faith. And it, in, um, that's really that's really the core of our business. Um, it, you know, my faith in God is 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 at the foundation of this business. Uh, and, and I even have a scripture verse on the bottle, and um, and and I feel like that's that's been the driving force. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like you have a a lot of clarity about your mission, as it were. I do. You know, I, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always uh, try to come up with different business ideas. Uh, cause my husband was supporting us, us like seven people. That's, that's a big burden on his shoulders. Yep. You know, I quit my job. I was in sales. I had a great job. And then once we had our first child, I quit and he supported, supported us, but I always wanted to contribute, but I've always, I always have the wheel spinning. And this was the first business decision or, you know, entrepreneurial idea I've had where my outlook was not towards me. It was for others. And this is the first one that was, I was successful. I have failed so many times. (laughs) I tell my kids too, it's okay to fail. Then, you know, the, you know, then you can think of a new way to do something. Um, and so it's okay to fail. And, and, but, but this one, like I said, because my outlook was towards others and I, I genuinely care. I think that that's, that's really helped. And that's the reason that, that we're successful. Thus far. What's your favorite failure? Oh my goodness. My favorite failure. I have had so many failures. I mean, I tried, I tried getting in real estate and we, we had to foreclose on a house and completely, I mean, we, we went through bankruptcy because of it, you know, and I'm, and you know, like I was really pushing my husband, like I want to do this. He didn't want to do it. And I just always feel like my ideas are right. And I have to be humble and know that I'm not right in every situation. I'm a very strong willed woman. And I, I, um, to my detriment at sometimes, I think it's very helpful as a business owner, if you are successful, but I think in daily life, you know, just learning that my opinion doesn't, isn't the end all be all. And I can get us in some hot water sometimes and I have. Before. Yeah. But I think too, you know, I, I appreciate your vulnerability and sharing that because I think you need to be strong in order to have conviction to move things forward. Yeah. Yet 
sometimes that strength can be blind if you're not tuning into the people around you and you just get singularly focused. And that takes some learning and some maturity to understand that, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When you think about other products and people that are in business doing things that you admire, what do you think that they do that you'd like to learn? Um, I, you know, I see a lot of businesses really able to grow and, you know, be countrywide. Um, I like to see, see like Annie's like, you know, different, I love the different women owned brands. I love seeing their presence on social media. I love seeing, uh, what was it? Stacy's pita chips. And I don't know where she's from, but I love when I saw that she had made her product organic. I'm like, great job, Stacy. You got, you know, like, you know, I just love seeing that, that these women are, you know, starting their own businesses, you know, whether it's popcorn or, or whatever it is that these women are, are creating at home and being able to expand their businesses to be countrywide. And that's still something that I, you know, like there's no book, there's no, there was no resource for me and there still isn't where, how do I learn how to develop my business? I don't have a marketing degree. I, I have a college education. I went to the university of Minnesota for, for communication, but um, I don't, there was no resource for me. And, and I wish there was something that I could go to not in the food business as a dietary supplement business to show these are the steps that one should take to grow your business. So I'm still trying to navigate how to grow and how to reach more people. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm always trying to come up with new ideas, especially with marketing. Marketing is, is kind of my thing and like ideas and that type of thing. But um, there's a lot of things that I, that I need to continue to do to grow, but um, it's fun seeing these women-owned businesses and see what they're doing. It is. And it's International Women's Business Month, I think. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing a lot of social capture, capturing women's stories, and it is pretty mm-hmm. inspiring. Well, I really appreciate you being here today and talking with me about your product. Where can we find it? So we can order it online and we can order it. Do you have a website? Is it elderberryqueen.com? It's elderberryqueen.net. Okay. And if we, are there some stores in the Twin Cities where we can look for it too? Absolutely. We're in probably a hundred different locations in, in Minnesota. So we do have a a place on our website that you can check out. It's a find us tab. Um, You could put in your your zip code and, and, and find a location that's near you. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I loved chatting with you today. I just, I can really feel it like coming out through the screen, your drive, your compassion, your excitement about your product. I'm really excited about that because I think that does it. That is what it takes. You know, at the end of the day, when you're standing there alone with the box that you're filling with your product, trying to get it out the door in time, it takes uh, that type of level of commitment to get it done. So thank you for putting up with all my sexist questions. But I always think, I just, I think sometimes, you know, men have a very different way of going about the business. And Mm -hmm. I like that you guys are in a family business and supporting each other. I worked in a business with my husband, but we definitely saw things differently. And then when it came to our family time and came to our kid too, we didn't always see the same thing. So, you know, it's, it's probably sexist to ask you about that, but I also want to know, because I think women do things different and it's part of what makes us, I think, really unique entrepreneurs when we've hit the magic, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I couldn't say it any better myself. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. All right. Thanks for spending time with me today on the Makers of Minnesota. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye.